Welcome to Lunacico Coffee Chats. I'm Katie Duquette. And I'm Jules Duquette. We're your host and coffee enthusiast, here to serve up a steaming cup of wisdom. Blended with a dash of cosmic insight and a shot of practical business know-how. Join us on this caffeinated journey as we dive deep into the world of soul-led entrepreneurship. Where we explore the mystical and the mundane, the esoteric and the actionable. Because we believe that success isn't just about strategy. It's about aligning with your soul's purpose and harnessing the magic of the universe. Get ready for a brew of law of attraction business tips, tapping for success, astrology for entrepreneurs, and a whole latte more. <laughs> Grab, Grab your, your favorite, favorite brew, cozy up, and, and let's, let's chat, chat over coffee. coffee. Alrighty, so I think this is going to be episode four. We're going to be going into a little bit more on law of attraction basics, just like the 101 stuff. We went into a little bit into our intro episode, but I feel like we could expand a little bit more, especially for people that are really new to it, and also go into perhaps the differences of using law of attraction very specifically in business and entrepreneurial pursuit, because it is a little bit, certain things are tweaked when you're working on specifically your business versus other things that you're trying to pull into your existence. I think for one thing, when you're going into your business, it is a very personal thing. It's like we said before, it's like having a child. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things that can be sensitive when it comes to our emotions. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle, especially at first with taking like constructive criticism or direction right. with what they're trying to do. And I think feedback is, if you really think about how law of attraction works, feedback is really how you know which direction to push toward next. Yes. And not necessarily feedback from people around you, but your internal feedback of I did a thing and this is how I feel after. And is that how I want to be feeling after launching a course or after launching a business? Or do I want to be in a different feeling? And how can I change my behavior or the way I'm thinking to have a better outcome next time? And feedback can also be um, just the results you're seeing. Yeah. You might be seeing some kind of strange results, maybe getting some comments from people that you're thinking seem really rude or out of place. Sometimes that's due, not sometimes, it is due <laughs> to the way you're thinking about your course or the way you're thinking about your business at that time. You can be giving that pushback without realizing it. Yeah, and I think... It is one of those things, because if you look at anyone, regardless of how good or how badly they're doing, they will have a smattering of good comments and bad comments. And typically, with somebody that's really on their shit, like the bad comments are significantly smaller in number mm -hmm. than the good comments. But I think it is something that we all have those like small little moments of doubting a thing or wondering if we're on the right path kind of stuff. But because I think it would be, I think it would probably be pretty impossible to be in the internet and not have a single 
comment right. oh, that I agree. is showing contrast. But how much energy and attention are you putting on that comment? I think will definitely equal how many bad comments come out on your next thing. I agree. I think that your reaction to that, a lot of times we see some of these things and we realize that our reaction to something that seems a little off, which we like to call contrast, and um, you'll hear that quite often in the law of attraction world, that contrast is telling you what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And you don't like it when somebody gives you bad feedback. Nobody does. But how do you react to it is going to take you further down the road. And if you mm -hmm. can react to it by saying to yourself, okay, all right, you know, that person isn't happy. I'm not going to make everybody happy. That's just the way the world goes. And yeah. then move on from it. You're going to find, I believe, that those comments aren't going to bother you as much when they do show up. And I think that a mistake that we can sometimes make is seeing a comment that isn't necessarily obviously positive mm -hmm. and thinking it's about the content that you put out and not about that person's personal yes. experience. Yeah. And also again, going into the idea of pro noia, you know, of the idea that everything is working out in your favor and that everything is conspiring in your favor is, it is funny how this works, but sometimes those quote unquote negative yes. or lower vibration comments can cinch the deal for people on the opposite end of the spectrum. They can. They'll see those comments and go, oh, either they'll completely ignore it because they know that's just a limiting mindset or a limiting belief of that person. Or they might go, oh, if that per it person doesn't like these things, I love those things. So this is perfect for Exactly. I love that. But let's really just quickly go into the real sick law of attraction, which is you, and it, it's easily defined with what Abraham talks about. Okay. But it's very clearly defined with the um, step one, two, three, with what Abraham Hicks talks about a lot. And you'll hear a lot of people talk about Abraham and Esther Hicks in relevance to law of attraction because they've been doing this work for a very long time. Esther Hicks is a channeler and she channels Abraham, which is a collective of energetic beings that help answer questions through her through a lot of different sessions. You can um, just do a search for Abraham Hicks and a whole bunch of stuff will, will pop up and they're really nice little snippets. But the clear thing is that you ask for what you want. That's always step one. And a lot of times we don't even know we're asking for what we want. It's just a case of what the thought, the feel is there for what mm -hmm. we want. So yeah, step one, you ask. And usually as soon as like you have even an inkling of something that is not in your experience that you would like to be in your experience, your higher self is doing the asking for you. The ask is almost always something that is an automatic process. I think a lot of times when people think of law of attraction, they think that they need to put a lot of focus on the asking portion. Right. And you really don't. Step two, the universe answers. Exactly. And the part that gets tricky about step three is <laughs> you allow it in. The asking happens automatically. The universe answers automatically. It goes awesome pops in your vortex, it's ready to go in to your existence. And people are going, bullshit it is, because if 
asking is automatic and then the universe answers i should be a millionaire by now right and lamborghini should be in my driveway <laughs> but step three is where a lot of the trickiness of being human exists which is the allowing it in and i know you might be saying oh i'm allowing yeah. i am fully open to becoming a millionaire but are you vibrationally open and a vibrational match for being a millionaire we quite often thought we were when I remember, especially when we were homeless during that time period, I remember thinking we're very much allowing. We don't have anything in the way. We had a lot in the way. We had a lot of the comments and the life situations that had occurred up until that time that mm -hmm. were getting in the way. They, they had caused these undercurrents that we couldn't necessarily see all the time, but they were undercurrents of this can't really happen. And also, depending on the scale mm -hmm. of what you're trying to pull in, your subconscious is going to have more resistance around things that seem larger to you. Mm -hmm. So it is not that larger things are more difficult for the universe to send you because that is not accurate. No. It is just as easy for the universe to send you a paperclip as it is to send you a house. Mm -hmm. The difference in manifesting on your side is that your subconscious thinks it knows that a house is much harder to get than a paperclip. Right. And because of what your subconscious quote unquote knows in episode three, we were talking about hypnosis and um, Katie was talking about the positive and negatives as if they are taught in hypnosis and that positives aren't a positive idea. Positives are your pluses are what you have already made up your mind about. Exactly. Negatives are things that you don't really have a strong attachment or belief around. And so you in your subconscious mind may have a belief, a positive plus sign belief that a house is harder to obtain than a paperclip because in your experience it has been exactly and so therefore it will be harder for your subconscious to align with receiving a house as easy as a paperclip yeah and that's the part of the allowing so the let's talk a little bit about the allowing because your higher self helps with the asking your higher self is attuned to the universe mm -hmm has access to anything and everything. The universe answers, pops it in your vortex, is how Abraham puts it. Everything you're wanting is in your vortex. Pops in your vortex, ready to, to ship out, so to speak. And it's just waiting for an address, if we use the shipping metaphor. It's kind of, actually, to me, it reminds me of going through customs. It hasn't gotten through customs yet, because really good, it yeah. hasn't been accepted that you have reached all the necessary requirements. Paper pa yeah, paperwork or <laughs> right, qualifications. Right. What also came to me on that was that we sit there and think that it's harder for, for our large things to be answered. But it's just as easy for them to send rain as it is to send a flood. Yeah. But if you got the flood when you asked for rain, then it would damage things. You would have, it would be difficult because you wouldn't be ready for it. True. And so when you're asking for maybe 
a, a gorgeous house someplace. You may not be totally ready yet for it because you're not prepared in all the ways that you would need to be prepared. If you look at some folks that win the lottery, right, there's the idea of the lottery curse. Yeah. Which is that these people win an exorbitant amount of cash and there is a windfall. But when people win this windfall of cash, that they don't know what to do with it. And so they make really shitty financial decisions because they've never had money before in their life. They don't probably know many people that have had that kind of money in their life. So they have no point of reference on how to handle that kind of sum of cash. And so a lot of them end up broke mm -hmm. and in worse financial ruin than they were before they got all of the money because they right. have no idea how to handle it. And I've definitely, you see that sometimes with businesses that will fail. Actually, there's a really good, very topical reference that I can use for this. There was a gal called the pink sauce lady who blew up on TikTok for this really brightly colored pink sauce that she was putting on everything. And people were like, Oh my God, what is that? You have to sell that. That looks amazing. And so she starts her business and starts making and selling this pink sauce out of her kitchen. She has no fucking clue what she's doing. She doesn't understand that there are FDA regulations. Right. She doesn't understand that you can't ship products that have milk in it without any type oh, of goodness, stabilizer no. or any type of refrigeration. She has no clue how to run a business. But she's getting all of these orders coming in right? because of all these videos that went viral. And she has no idea how to handle anything. And to a point, you don't know what you don't know. People were talking about, is this being made in an FDA-regulated kitchen? And she was saying, I'm not selling drugs, so of course not. She didn't Ooh, understand that, that FDA it's the is food. food yes. She had no clue how to do any of it. And she ended up in a bit of a hole. She got bought out as a rescue that she's now trying to damage as well because mindset is a real killer. But it was a good example of what can happen when you try to grow too fast. Yeah. And when and also on the website and business side of it, when you don't have systems in place Correct. before the windfall happens. Exactly. That's one of the main things that we are looking at and want to help entrepreneurs with. Yeah is getting their systems in place so that they're ready for what's coming. And the systems portion, and I don't hear people talk about this, the systems portion of a business, the foundational things that you do, the systems part that you do, that really oftentimes boring A plus B looks like algebra kind of stuff on the back end are all steps that can help you feel worthy of success. It can help you feel accomplished. It can help you feel confidence. It can help you feel legitimate that you're doing the things that real businesses do. Mm -hmm. You're doing these steps that feel very adulty right. and very businessy. And those things can help your subconscious get on board of, oh, we know what we're doing. It can help your subconscious get into a vibrational alignment with what you're trying to pull in. Exactly. And it also 
can help alleviate some of the fear resistance in between what you really want and what you currently have built up. I know right now we're starting this podcast. We're, you know, putting up the new website. We're doing a lot of these things that we are building the foundation. Exactly. So that when we start our further push and our further push with content, that people have somewhere to go and that we're not scrambling on the back end trying to figure out how to do things. I also think that when you're preparing all of those things, it helps to prepare your mental state of mind. It helps to prepare your emotional state Mm -hmm. so that you're doing these things with a belief that this is where it's headed. So it can strengthen that belief system. The other piece that I want to talk a, a little bit about with that is I'll hear a lot of people talk about things like brand values or brand beliefs or your brand mission statement and these things. And I used to have a similar thought process with this as almost being like busy work as something that's not really that necessary. I do agree with people saying, Oh, if you're being told to really write out an extensive business plan, unless you're applying for a loan or some sort of grant, those business plans are often completely you say it's something that you do and then you have it in a file and it doesn't actually help you move forward in your business oftentimes because by the time you've written that business plan and actually gotten your hands in the mud, a lot of things have changed. But the best part about the things like core beliefs, your brand beliefs, your brand pillars, your brand mission statement is those might be tweaked a little bit. Those might shift a little bit. But probably your core beliefs about your business aren't really going to go anywhere. And one of the things that I feel like is different about setting those up in very clear terms and having them somewhere you see them very regularly is the part of setting those up that is a clarifying of desire. It's a clarifying of what you're working toward. It is spelling out exactly what you're working toward. And I think a key thing with law of attraction, and I've heard Abraham talk about this as well, is that you need to know what you want in order to get what you want. Exactly. And I think with business, a lot of times you have an idea, but you don't necessarily have an exacting direction Mm -hmm. or an exacting pillar to build off of or foundation to build off of. And if you're wibbly wobbly on that stuff, it is going to be harder for you to manifest in Because your vibration doesn't quite know what it's trying to pull in. That's true. The other thing is, though, if you can get at least some kind of foothold into what your purpose is, Mm -hmm. you know, what is the reason you want to do this? What are you trying to accomplish? And quite often what you're trying to accomplish might not even have anything to do with the business, might have to do with your life. You might be wanting to accomplish enough finances to be able to travel. You might be trying to accomplish a good trust fund for your children. You could have many different reasons as to why you want to go into this. Or you may just want to accomplish helping other people do something you've had a problem with in life. So if you can at least hone in on what it is you hope to accomplish it gives you some place to put that emotional attachment yeah and again i think key thing is having those brand values that brand mission Mm -hmm. statement very 
in your face yeah. as much as possible. There's been a lot of research study, science wise, with seeing your goals and writing your goals out every right. day. Right. There's a lot of sciencey things about that. And I think it ties into the reticular activating system of what you put your focus on is what you'll see more of. And so when you're focused on what the goal at hand is, then you're going to probably be more apt to see things that are going to assist you in that goal, which in law of attraction terms is inspired action, right? And the more spiritual side of that, it is also what you focus upon you experience, Exactly. And you pull in that which you focus upon. I have a, a thing about language. Language is a very powerful thing. And maybe that's some of the hypnosis training I already have had an NLP training that I've already had. And I know you as a yes. hypnotherapist know that the, the selection of words that we use. We do that to each other every once in a while. Oh, God, oh, we do. Don't use, oh, the, don't oh, don't that. use that wording. <laughs> Let's try this. <laughs> Erase, replace. Erase, replace. We do. That's exactly what we'll um, say. Erase, whenever, replace. Whenever one of us goes, oh, you poor thing. Oh, nice. no, you're a very rich thing. You're, you're just <laughs> not happy at the moment. And we'll do that if we say a limiting belief that we haven't necessarily heard. It is interesting if you really pay attention to how you talk to others and how you talk to yourself. Those limiting beliefs will start popping up like weeds. They do. I where start... you're like, oh, God, I, didn't, I don't think I've ever noticed that one before. Or you notice it in other people's conversations. Yeah. And you go. Oh, if I were them, I wouldn't want to be saying that. <laughs> exactly. Where was I going with that, though? Erase, please. I'm trying to track back my ADHD squirrel brain. Oh, selecting your language carefully is what we were, is what we were talking about. And words like goals. Yeah. Words like ideal client or, or client avatar. Why? A lot of these very businessy terms I have found personally for myself, and those terms might not have as much weight or history behind them if you haven't been in advertising and marketing for a really long time like I have, but a lot of those words, productivity, are you being productive? Are you being productive? Those words have a real ugh mm -hmm. to me, and so I've really been working around like work also, work. Work yeah, I, I know. I keep on saying, um, no, I'm not working on that. I am striving for my purpose. Exactly. I really like flow in progress instead of work in progress. I really like flow. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Flow. Yeah. Instead of working, I'm flowing. I'm flowing with my stuff. And goals is another one where I think really what we're trying to say with goal, because goal has this idea that you might not get it. Exactly. Well, it also has this idea that you're going to have to work hard to get it. Where were you going with it? It also has this idea that when I reach my goal, I've reached it. That's it. Okay. Done. It's a done deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't leave room for expansion. What next? Yeah. And I, what we're really trying to say when we say we have a quote unquote goal is that we have a vision for our lives that we are manifesting and so to me goals really are this is my vision for the future this is my future not even right. a vision for my future this no, is my future and so I might even reframe a little bit of writing down my goals no I'm writing down my future every day exactly so that when I'm there I recognize it and then there will be a future that I'm working toward at that point as well or my expectations my expectations, my desires. And 
And I'd love to always add at the end of that list and more. And more, yeah. Or better. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's always room for the universe to give you more than what you're asking if you're open to it. Because it reminds me, you've seen these things where a person, we have a friend that does this, (laughs) will go and say, maybe, gee, I really want to sell such and such. I was thinking of selling it here and I was going to get back this much money. In this circumstance, I I don't think he'd mind me saying. I was so I said, I'm gonna get a thousand dollars for it. So the person says, Fine, I'll give you a thousand dollars for it because it's worth more and they know it's worth more. Now you can't go back and say, No, I mean if I was gonna sell it outright, I would have taken more. You can't you can't take your words back once you've done that. And so when you're talking to the universe, you don't want to come out and say, yes, I really want, I need extra money. Let's see, $500. All right, if that's all you want. I don't want to go there. I'd love to, so we would say what we needed or better. Or better, or or more, or better. Exactly. And if you give yourself leeway that way, mm-hmm. it is well, I don't know where that was going, but yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> Word selection is so important. <laughs> yep. But I would encourage if you're working on some of these things and certain words feel icky, try changing your language around it and see if that shifts. I'm working on the Notion dashboard that I'll be offering as a template as well. And instead of having things like what your KPIs, which I can't even remember what KPI stands for, <laughs> in what it means is your metric of success. You have a goal of 20,000 Instagram subscribers. And did you reach that goal this month? Gotcha. Is your KPI. Are you looking it up? <laughs> Me. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what that stands for. Key performance indicator. Ah, uh, yeah. Key performance indicator. So if those terms feel icky, which they do to me, instead of key performance indicator, I think I had energetic feedback. Oh, I like that. I think is what my KPIs are under. Because energetic feedback is a lot better of a way of looking at KPIs. Yeah. Because it goes, I really want 20,000 Instagram subscribers. Was I an energetic match Mm -hmm. for 20,000 Instagram subscribers? And if you're at zero to 100 Instagram subscribers, getting into alignment with 20,000 Instagram subscribers when you've never had 20,000 Instagram subscribers before might be a little bit hard to get into alignment with. It might be for some. And that's that's understandable. Start in your mind with a lower number. Mm -hmm and work up. Whatever doesn't give you that icky feeling of, oh yeah, what am I thinking, is a better place to start for you at the moment. And also, I want to bring up because there's a equivalency error that I see quite a bit with in marketing. And that error is that people will say, oh, I wanted to show people how to go from zero to one million Instagram followers. And so I created a brand new account and tested to see if I could get 1 million subscribers in three months with this new account. Brand new. Nobody knew it was me. Brand new, right? On a 3D level, that is a clean slate. Anybody could do what he's doing because nobody knows that it's him. And this is a brand new account. So he quote unquote has no advantage unfair advantage right he's just using the techniques he's learned on this account to see if it'll work the difference is he has built multiple million dollar accounts already 
So he believes that he can do it. He knows. Yeah. He knows without a shadow of a doubt that he yeah. can build follower accounts. So there is an advantage because he's done it already. Right. Somewhere else. His subconscious isn't saying, okay, oh, Picasso, like that's totally going to happen. You know, exactly. there's no subconscious dissonance. Exactly. With what he's trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is something that I see so much in marketing material is if I started over today, this is what I would do. Yeah. If you started over today, you would get where you are now significantly faster. You're right. Yes. You would. You believe in yourself. You believe in the outcomes you've already had. Exactly. That is the difference. We talked a little bit about the idea of privilege. And there really is a a privilege. A lot of people in law of attraction and spirituality will go, there's no such thing as privilege. There's no such thing as one human being having an advantage over another, regardless of race, sexuality, creed, Whatever. whatever. There is. I believe there really is a privilege. And that privilege is your past experience being in closer alignment with where you want to go. And that is where the privilege is. White people have historically had more privilege. They have experienced more privilege. So then that privilege transfers over. And other races or other sexes or whatever, men have, you know, historically had more advantages than women. Exactly. And so as a woman, your life experience has shown you that. And so that becomes a belief. It's not just your life experience that's shown you that. Exactly. It's generational. It is generational. You have a past of Mm -hmm. people behind you, your ancestors, who have shown you that. It's come down through the stories Mm -hmm. and followed. You have heard about it from generational people in your life. And therefore... It's not just your experiences that can form those And they're blocks. often reinforced, yeah. not just by like general society, but by media, by movies, by television, yes. by music, by everything around you. And so that the privilege really is how many limiting generational, often mm-hmm. limiting beliefs do you have to get over just yeah. to get onto an even playing field? Now, do I think everybody has the capability internally to do that work and get to a better place than where they started? I do. Oh, I do too. If there wasn't a possibility of going from zero to 100 for us as humans, what would be the point of being here? And we've all seen people who have done it. We all have. And I I see this argument a lot too. We're just going to touch about it very briefly of this idea of, well, sure tell that to somebody that lives in an african tribe in the middle of nowhere that they're going to become really abundant and successful and they're going to be rich beyond their wildest dreams and my counter to that would be if they are living in a tribe in the middle of nowhere their benchmark of abundance success and happiness is not that of an Eastern or a Western, like their benchmark of success is not the same as a benchmark of an American. Exactly. The benchmark of success and happiness and abundance for them could be community, family, an abundant crop, enough water. Yeah. If we were to go back in time, Mm -hmm. a million dollars would be astronomical. So the couldn't astronomical. Even, couldn't even spend it if you wanted to. No. So if they were at a place of $100,000, they would be going, 
<laughs> I'm on top of the world. I'm rich. And that's sometimes a thousand dollars. Yeah, sometimes a thousand. And it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a different it's a different mark that they're looking at. Yeah. For abundance. Yeah, abundance to a person living in a tribe in the middle of nowhere yeah. isn't to become a CEO on Wall Street. That no. would be hell for them. Uh, be hell to me. I don't agreed. <laughs> That sounds terrible. That sounds Those horrible. People, people have really high suicide rates. No, thank you. <laughs> For good reason. Hell no. It does remind me, I um, if you are pansexual or bisexual, you'll definitely understand my love of the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I've seen so many. I don't know if you've seen these memes, but it's I realized I was bisexual, pansexual because of the, I am attracted to the cast of the mummy. Like my sexuality is the cast of the, the mummy. The whole cast of the mummy. <laughs> The whole cast, <laughs> A to Z. But there's the quote in the first Mummy movie where he talks about the the group of people that are supposed to be protecting people from finding the mummy. Oh. And Brendan Fraser goes, these people are desert people. They don't value money. They value water. Exactly. And that is exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm is the fact that there's this weird thing, and I think it plays honestly into the whole white savior archetype mm-hmm. of what about people that people in China are starving or people in Africa are starving oh, yeah, idea, right? <laughs> there is this odd thing of a lot of times people talk about law of attraction, they go, not everybody has access to that because if so, then, you know, what about these people that, you know, are in the desert or this tribe over here? And it's like their values are different than yours. Exactly. Key thing that we will reiterate over and over again. You cannot help anybody without helping yourself. If you are lacking, yeah. if you feel you are lacking, because we're never, ever actually lacking if you feel that you are lacking or you feel your cup is empty you have nothing to share with others and you cannot force a better circumstance on somebody else you cannot find a person on the street and say i'm going to make you successful and actually be able to make it happen if that person doesn't want it as badly as you do and doesn't do the same work and that's not what they're dream is and that's not what you're here for no i always say and i've said it before the one of my favorite lines is protect your joy if you don't have a well of joy you can't share that Mm -hmm. other you can't go out there and make somebody else happy or help somebody else find that if you don't have it to start with. Well, and you can never, ever make somebody else happy. No, you can't. You can do things. Yeah. That are very nice. That, that they'll enjoy, that they'll be thrilled with, that maybe they'll be happy with because they chose to be happy by that. But you're right. You can you make somebody, not make somebody else If somebody, happy. and I know this, and we've talked about this before, but we've both in the past have had issues with depression and anxiety. If I'm in a depressive state, Somebody could literally hand me a million dollars and I'm still in a depressive state. That million dollars didn't suddenly cure my depression. No, no. That million dollars might even in some cases make it worse because now I have access to a whole slew of coping mechanisms to ignore the fact that I'm in a depressive state. (laughs) Right. Could actually fuck me up more. Mm -hmm. It could. So you can never, ever make somebody else happy. And if somebody in your life is telling you, that their happiness is dependent on your behavior and your actions, yeah. 
run for the hills. Yeah, that's abusive. I'm sorry. It is abusive. It is abusive. Your happiness can only be brought to you by una person. Mm-hmm. And that is yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you are with somebody that doesn't realize that, both of you will be miserable. There's a difference between when you do this, you make me happy. Yes. And when you do this, I feel happy. There's a huge difference between those two things. One is internal. It's something that you are doing. It's a choice you're making according to what's happening. But the other is it really is expecting the other person to always change and do this certain thing to make you happy. Yes. I absolutely love my mother, but I am going to make the statement that she... It's fine. She doesn't have podcasts. <laughs> she doesn't know what a podcast is. It's fine. But she has this line, and I don't, you know, and I'm not saying anything except that the way it makes a person feel. So her favorite line to make at the end of a phone call is, I'm so thankful you are calling me to let me know you're okay. I really need that every night so I can sleep, which is a way of making sure her kids call every single night. And if you don't call, she calls to say, are you okay? And it's not really about whether we're okay. It's about whether we called, whether we did the thing that she says makes her happy. I enjoy calling so much more when it's my idea than to feel like I have to. And that's the thing is that that have to thing can start to grind on anybody. They may love you dearly beyond what you could imagine. But when they get put into a situation, I've got to do it this way because that's what makes her happy changes the whole pattern of the relationship it builds resentment it does and to be clear if that person is willing to go to therapy and willing to work on those things and and hear what the issue is right then that's salvageable but in other cases you are better off going on and going on your own path and sometimes leaving those situations and getting happy with yourself can be the thing that wakes them up to go oh I guess I really was relying on you to make me happy and that's not really the right way to go about it yeah unfortunately quite often the people who use those phrases are people who have a hard time with their own happiness you see them being upset or ornery about life or everything bringing them down or having negative comments a lot of times about other things that's when that becomes even more of a trudgery for someone who feels like oh but I want them to be happy their happiness makes me happy is a dangerous line too yes so be careful there because We've all done it. I know I've done it anyways, for sure, where I thought I had to do everything I could to make someone happy, which brought down my level of happiness greatly because I couldn't succeed at that. People pleasing is is a dangerous road for both sides. It is. It's hard. It really is. And these are things to keep an eye out on if you are somebody that's going into business with another person. Mm -hmm. Really look at the relationship you have with that person with a real harsh lens because as things get more successful, the cracks in that relationship and who you are 
around that other person will become far more apparent and have contracts with absolutely fucking (laughs) everything everyone this whole idea and this happens so often and I've heard it from people in my life I can't sign a contract because they think I don't trust them I'm sorry if they trust you then having a contract isn't a fucking problem if they are having an issue with signing a contract they don't really trust you and they don't trust themselves no. because evidently what they're telling you is I don't want to be bound by a contract because I don't want to actually abide by a contract. Right. And so how dare you ask me to sign a contract? Right. And this happens, especially if you've been close friends with somebody you're going into business with or doing work for, or a family member have contracts. It saves both sides. It does. It, it saves both sides. And it can save the friendship. <laughs> it can. It can save relationships because mm-hmm. you can literally say, listen, the contract is happening. If we're going to do the thing, the contract is happening. And that protects both sides. You know what I expect from you. I know what you expect from me. It's in writing. It's here. And a key thing, and it, it relates to the idea of a prenup and the contract and business, same thing. It's a relationship that in some ways is almost more critical in some ways than a marriage when you are going into business with another person it's like having a prenup and to me having a prenup on a marriage is the best possible outcome because you are choosing how to end something if it were to end at a place where you love that person the most if i'm going to sign a contract about how things end i want to sign that contract from my highest vibration in relevance to what i'm signing And when you're signing a business contract with somebody or a partnership contract or whatever it is, you want to be doing that from a clean energy of this is really going to work out great for us. But if for whatever reason, one of us needs to step away, this is how that happens. And when we're together and this is happening together, this is how that's going to work in a most in the most harmonious way. Yeah, that's an interesting way to describe it because some people will look at that and say if I'm coming from a place of of ease a place of joy why would I want to look at that thing of falling apart but the truth of the matter is if you sign those type contracts you now can be in a place of ease while going through the business and making Mm -hmm. it better because you know exactly what's in place And you know that you're protected and you know that they're protected. And so now those things can be totally. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. You don't ever have to think about it again. And now you can continue your business from a place of ease. Yes. And a huge part of, again, specifically with partnerships, knowing what is expected of you and putting it in writing and knowing what's expected of the other person and putting it in writing. When those things are in writing, you don't have to wonder, what the fuck is this person doing? Yeah, or it what do they like want? It seems like I'm doing all of the things, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they want from me. Yep. So when you have those things outlined, and they might be a little uncomfortable to talk about, but it's like sex. If you're not comfortable talking about right. sex, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, be having, having sex. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable talking about the details of the partnership and who does what, you shouldn't go into partnership with this person. Make sure to, this is something that had come into my mind while you were talking about that, is make sure that you 
it's a phrase I know that's sometimes used in the church unequally yoked. Make sure that you are on the same page. If you're coming at this from a place of law of attraction, but your partner is not, that is a very large red flag. Because there's going not, to be concerns yes. along the way. And they're not going to understand why you want to do things a certain way mm-hmm. versus how they do it. And the interesting thing that I'd like to discuss that just came to me is that if you're listening to this and you're a solopreneur, mm-hmm. you are in a partnership. Yes, you are. You, We are all in partnership when we are working on our businesses with our higher self. Yes. And often we are the toxic one in that relationship. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Your higher self actually can't be the toxic one. No. It's you. It's you, bitch. (laughs) And I actually really like this. I'm going to be doing a worksheet. It will be available on the blog post on the website for this episode in the show notes. And it is going to be a partnership contract between you and your higher self. And it will outline what your higher self's job is in this partnership. Because they know their job. They know their job. They're really good at their job. Yeah. They're great. They are going out there. They are networking. They are. They are building connections. They're building wealth. And then they're waiting for you to do your part so they they can get it And if you you. get out of your own way, Mm -hmm. they will give you those bank account numbers. Yes. To access those funds that they are raising for you. And it will go into what your higher self requires of you in this partnership. Yes. And I think this is a really great exercise because we are all in a partnership in life and in business with our higher selves. And the more in alignment we get with our higher self, the more of our vortex, the more of our desires flow easily and effortlessly into our lives. And this is the part in regard to effort is when you are in alignment, inspired action will come to you, right? That's a key thing, a phrase you will hear often, inspired action. Inspired action will come to you. You'll get a, a nudge to go to Starbucks. You'll get a nudge to book a trip, book a conference, take a walk, whatever, and message a person you haven't talked to in years, whatever the case is. And sometimes it's a small, easy to follow nudge. Yep. Going to Starbucks is a lot easier than reaching out to somebody you haven't talked to in a really long time. Right. If you're neurodivergent, you hate talking to people. <laughs> uh, I love talking to people. I don't love reaching out. To talk to That's people. the thing. I think sometimes people misunderstand me, but I, yeah. it's not that I don't want to talk I to people. I love talking to people. It's that I have a hard time making myself make yeah. that effort. It, it's very hard for me to make a phone call or text. Message. I wonder what that really stems from. I don't know. But anyway, um, losing track here. Yes. That inspired action might be really easy for you to follow, or it might feel a little scary to follow because as you get deeper into this, those inspired actions will probably start getting further and further out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. because your comfort zone is where you are right now. And your higher self is going, we don't want to be where we are right now. We want to be over here. Right. And in order to go over there, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Right. You have to start doing inspired actions that feel uncomfortable. And we'll talk about this a lot, that there's a huge difference between something feeling icky, gross, low vibe. Yeah. 
and something feeling scary and outside your comfort zone, outside your norm. Exactly. And the scary thing is what you want to lean into. The icky, bad feeling, I don't like how this feels. This feels very low vibration. I don't get a good vibe. That stuff you want to leave alone. Walk away from. Those are the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Mm-hmm. Versus inspired action is the, ooh, do I dare do that? Oh, that's a little scary. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Sure, you just start, but I don't know how to do I don't, what will people think of me if I do that? Yeah, you might have Those an things. inspired action such as, say you go to a concert someplace. And all of a sudden, you see this one person that seems almost as if they are all by themselves, even though they aren't. There's something about that person that sticks out. And you get this you get this inspired action to go over and tell them you really love the dress they're wearing. What a gorgeous dress. And when you walk over, if you get yourself to do as if it's scary, when you walk over and you say, oh, I really love your dress then they start a conversation with you and you find out this person can actually support you in your business and wants to put money into it when they find out what it is. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't walk over there, you wouldn't know that was the reason you went there. Yeah. Or what they might be. You start talking, you realize that someone you know or someone who knows someone you know and you're invited to go someplace. And it's there that you meet someone. You don't yeah. ever know what the reason is, but if it is, it behooves you to listen to your higher self and listen to those inspired it's, nudges because there's a reason behind them. Yeah. And the more you follow those nudges, the more you will get. Because now you've proven that you'll listen. It's true. And I think it, is interesting when you start getting into more of this and practicing more gratitude and practicing more practices of or exercises of alignment, mm -hmm. the more you will find that alignment coming back. I had done a three-day law of attraction mini course at one point years ago. And one of the gals that was very new to law of attraction that was doing it, one of the days it was talking about literally just go out to a grocery store, to a mall and compliment three people. Yep. That's all you have to do. Say nice shoes, nice shirt, whatever. You seem like a really cool person. And she went out and she was very shy, kind of uncomfortable talking to people she didn't know. And she went out and she was on the hunt for somebody to compliment. And what happened is people kept stopping and complimenting her. Yeah. Oh, I love your coat. Oh, those glasses are great. She was out there looking for somebody to compliment because she was in that vibration. Exactly. She was pulling it in. That happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things. If you are out here looking for connections, will find you. They will. And it is interesting how those things happen. Our, our minds are very powerful things. But I think we got into the basics of law of attraction and especially uh, in regards to business. But it's it's pretty simple. It's just not necessarily always easy. No, it's and not it's, always easy. Step one is ask. You've already done that. Step two, the universe answers already happened. Mm -hmm. Step three, you need to get into alignment with it. Exactly. And allow it in. And I know for me, allowing people to help me <laughs> was something I, I've struggled with in the past. And that's what you are allowing in is you're allowing your higher self to provide you with abundance. Exactly. 
and you need to get into a place of alignment. And everything else that we talk about is all of the things that help you get into alignment, whether it's doing Luna Tap or the brain entrainment videos, doing hypnosis, meditating regularly, having a gratitude practice, journaling, um, having an oracle card a day. All of those things are just tools in a toolbox to get you into a good feeling, high vibe place so that things can come into you. And then Abraham talks about step four and five, which is a little bit further, which is that he started talking about more recently. And four is being in alignment for longer periods of time. And then step five is being grateful for where you are at the moment, yes. being present and where you are. And always gratitude is such a powerful tool in all of this. Because again, science side, reticular activating system, the more you put focus on all the good things you have, the more you will see all the good things you have and yes. the more good things that will come into your life that you can be grateful for. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to pinpoint with precision and almost an obsessive zeal, all the good <laughs> things that you have now. Yes. So that those can multiply so that when you look around in a few months or a few years, you go, Oh my God, I, my entire life is just filled with good things. Yes. Yeah. It does. It works that way. It works that way. I know that when I start going through my gratitude list right now, I can't finish. I'll fall asleep before I do because so many great things have come into our lives since we started changing our way of looking at things. I think the thing that I would give you as homework, so to speak. Other than the contract. Yes, other than the contract is just pay attention to the words you use. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the words other people use and see whether the words you use give you a good feeling or don't. Whether you can those muscle words, test them as well. Yeah, whether those words are bringing you closer to your goal. I hate that word now, but closer to your future, yeah, to your future or further away. Yeah. And uh, my last tip as we sign off would be when you are writing your future, Mm -hmm. write it as if it is your present correct i am grateful for my successful business mm -hmm. that is thriving i am grateful for all of these soul clients that have found me i am grateful for the vacation the vacation i'm experiencing in aruba write it as if you are grateful because you are experiencing it right now your subconscious because time is super relative it doesn't really exist no your subconscious doesn't have a clear concept of past, present, and future. That's why if you start thinking a lot about your past and all the crappy things that have happened to you, you're bringing that into your present vibration because your subconscious doesn't know the difference between it. If anybody that's had a traumatic event and you're talking about that traumatic event, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's been a year or 20 when you're talking about that traumatic event, oftentimes in your body, you will feel that same anxiety or fear or sadness or pain mm -hmm. that you did in the moment because your subconscious has no point of reference of that already happened and it's done mm -hmm. because you're still holding on to it in your body. So as far as your subconscious and your body is concerned, that is happening to you right now. So your subconscious doesn't really understand past, present, future. So write it as it's happening now. And that is going to pull into your now. 
Exactly. And that's my last tip. And then, yeah, I will be designing your higher self partnership contract. So that you can, you know, sign your contract with your higher self of what your job is in this partnership. I like that. And get into alignment with working with your business partner. I think that's good. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Luna Seco Coffee Chat. We hope you enjoyed sipping on some soulful business wisdom. If you're loving what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a frothy review on your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with us by following at Lunacico Design, which is at L-U-N-A-C-C-O Design on Instagram. And feel free to slide into our DMs with your burning questions and topic requests. Remember, your entrepreneurial journey is uniquely yours. And we're here to be your guides in the world of soul-led success. Until next time, brew your dreams, sip your goals, and may your cup runneth over with abundance. Cheers to your cosmic success, dear listener. Thank you.